Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with evangelist David Diga Hernandez in a message he's entitled, Hearing the Voice of the Holy Spirit. Enjoy this message. God bless you this evening. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Just honor him just for a moment. Come on, just lift your hands right now, right where you are. Everyone, please, standing across the room. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do tonight. I want you right now to begin to pray out loud in your heavenly language. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Come and do as only you can do. We pray tonight, Lord, that your word would transform our minds and hearts. And we pray that the anointing would be present in this room. We thank you for the privilege, the privilege of knowing your presence. We honor and we bless you tonight. And the church said, amen. Give the Lord another hand and then you can be seated. Happy to be here at Reach Church. I got to get used to that. I'm all, it's always right on the tip of my tongue, the, the other name. See, I don't even say it. So I'm training myself, conditioning myself. I was, I was, we actually are coming straight from doing a live stream over at uh, our studio. So a lot of our friends, we call them the spirit family. Good to be with you guys. See, I told you, and look, I'm wearing the same thing. So you know, I was live. Okay. We went from there to here and now we're here. And I was telling him, I'm going to go preach at reach. And I said, Hey, that rhyme didn't even mean the rhyme there, but we're excited to be here with you and welcome. If you're a first time visitor, wonderful church and those of you who are watching online, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to Reach Church. Wonderful content coming out of this ministry. If you believe in discipleship and prayer and the word of God and evangelism and church planting and radical faith and obedience, then this is the channel for you. The word of God preached uncompromised here and you'll be challenged to pursue the call of God for your life and laying aside all distractions that would keep you from fulfilling your divine destiny. So make sure you subscribe to Reach Church. And if you're ever in the area in Paramount, California, how many know we would welcome you to this wonderful church and we'd make you feel right at home. So I'm, I'm going to minister a word this evening. And it's going to be a practical word, but it's something that I believe that we need to hear, especially, especially these days, especially now with what we're facing in our world. And, you know, I say things like this, not to scare you, but to prepare you, because there are challenges that we are facing now, and there always will be. There always have been in every generation of believers. There has been a challenge or two that really defined that generation of believers and how they responded to it. So there is no generation, there is no time in history where there wasn't some challenge that the people were faced with. We have our own unique sets of challenges here in this day and age. So now more than ever, if we're going to be grounded, if we're going to be spiritually fit, if we're going to remain focused on Jesus, we must come to be people who can hear the Holy Spirit. There's so much chatter in the world, so much clutter, so much chaos, so many opinions and ideas and philosophies flying across your screen, coming into your ears, playing across your radio, preached from different 
platforms and pulpits and heights of power from all around the world. And it can often become confusing when you hear so many opinions about so many things that actually matter. And you can find yourself saying, Lord, I just want to be able to hear you clearly. Because the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter what's being said. As long as you can hear the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk in holiness. You're going to walk in power. Very importantly, you're going to walk in peace. You'll keep your sanity. How many know in this season, the enemy has really assaulted the minds of people around the world. And so we need to be grounded, grounded, avoiding the extremes of religion and superstition. And we'll get into that in a moment. But we need to come to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I first got saved, I remember I walked in this somewhat paranoid approach to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. And please hear me now because this may be some of you in this room. I was so convinced I was hearing the Holy Spirit so often, it took me years to realize that actually I was walking in a form of religion. So when I first got saved, and obviously when you first got saved, there was this sincerity in your heart to say, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to obey you. I want to know you. I want to walk in your ways. I want to listen for your voice. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You think about sensitivity. It's not just a matter of how clearly you hear him, but about how quickly you respond when he speaks. Don't ask me how, but a few months ago, and again, don't ask me how, but I burned my hand making oatmeal. An embarrassing admission, I know. A little hint, my wife said, why don't you pour the oats into the water instead of the water into the oats? And so I realized, yes, that's probably a much better way to do it. But I had burned right here on my, on my, my hand. There was, this, there was this burn mark. And I remember when I would shake people's hands, especially here at this church, you know, we have a lot of very enthusiastic greeters. Let's grab your hand. And, and so, no, but we love that here. So they, 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 shake, they would shake my hand. And I remember shaking hands, I would feel this, ah, like this this sting on my hand and I would pull back instantly. Why? I would pull back so quickly because my hand was so sensitive. So sensitivity to the spirit. Again, we think of sensitivity to the spirit is kind of like this floaty existence. We're going, Oh, I hear the spirit all the time. And he's speaking to me. And he told me to be in this lane, not that lane. He told me to wear this shirt, not that shirt. And to be honest with you, the Holy spirit doesn't speak those things more often than not, that's just you. And we'll get into that in a moment. But, um, you know, that's not what spirituality is. But it's when you do clearly hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that you're sensitive in that you quickly respond when he speaks. Delay is disobedience. And the Holy Spirit tells you something. Often we think we can debate with him. We try to fight with him, bargain with him and reason with him. Well, why don't we try it like this or do it this way? The scripture asks, is the spirit of God straightened? Can he be straightened? Meaning, can you change his mind? And the answer is no. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he's gentle but persistent. He's not going to change his mind. So you might as well do it his way right from the beginning. And so sensitivity to the Spirit is a matter of obeying that voice when He speaks. Now, a little bit of my testimony here. There's different aspects I share of my testimony for different purposes and messages. In this case, I'll share with you about the times in my life where I thought I was hearing the Holy Spirit when I wasn't. And people torment themselves, torment themselves 
with all sorts of burdens and rituals and ideas that float around their head. I kid you not, it would take me 20, 30 minutes to pick which clothes I was going to wear because I thought, well, if the Holy Spirit wants me to wear that shirt, what if I wear that shirt and someone else was told there's going to be a boy in a red shirt walking this way? You know, we make these connections and, and I began to become very religious in the way that I approached the voice of the Holy Spirit so that any thought that entered my mind, I would respond to it as if it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And if I didn't respond to it, I would walk away filled with guilt and all day my mind would be going, oh, you should be ashamed. You didn't hear the Holy Spirit. You didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. And believe it or not, this is what many of us do without even realizing it. This is a fact. This is how Christians live. And that, my friend, is religion. I'm going to show you here that the Holy Spirit doesn't actually speak as often as some people say he speaks. Not in the way that we talk about, like where he's, he's giving these very specific instructions for every movement. That is a form of superstition. But the primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks, he does whisper to our hearts... The primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks is through the Word. So I'm going to show you the four ways that the Holy Spirit speaks. And I'm going to show them to you in the order of their importance. The order of their accuracy. So the first way we hear the Holy Spirit is through the Word. Now the Word is the most important way we hear the Holy Spirit. And it's also the most accurate there are people who base their entire lives off of something that they thought they heard the Holy Spirit speak to them. And they'll create entire ministries. They'll seek to create entire movements. They will arrange their entire day. They will obsess about those thoughts. And what actually ends up happening is they have a form of godliness with no power because they're walking in religion, following after their own imaginations without even realizing it. And not always is it something even that bad. Uh, it's a little too much for me. Not always is he speaking those things. You see, I would go about my day. And I'm going to say this, but it's going to sound... I have to be careful with the way I say this because we believe in evangelism. But, but I'll give you an example. I would Every store I would visit, I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me to witness to every single person I came into contact with. Now, it's a good thing to desire to evangelize. It's a good thing to allow the Holy Spirit to move you to witness. And you actually don't even need the Holy Spirit to tell you to evangelize. You should be doing it anyway. But here's the difference. For example, I would go to a store... And I would have a flight in like an hour. And I would risk missing my flights. I would risk missing my appointments. I would risk keeping the schedule that promises that I had made to others to keep. Because I was stopping at every little thing wondering if it was the Holy Spirit. The worst part was when I would leave stores, if I didn't go all the way to the back like I had that nudge to do, I would walk away all and all day I would be carrying this guilt, this shame, this, this like sense of failure and that is what happens when you leave the foundation of the word I would wake up sometimes two three in the morning thinking oh my goodness what if I miss the Holy Spirit here 
Or what if I missed them at school? Or what if I missed them at the store? Or what if at the gas station, that second glance I had at that person walking by, what if that was the Holy Spirit? And while we should be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, we have to biblically balance everything we do. Because on one hand, yes, you should be sensitive. Yes, you should listen for His voice. Yes, you should wait to hear His instructions. And you should move when He tells you to move. On the other hand, don't allow every women thought that comes into your mind to become solidified or believed to be the Holy Spirit because then you walk away with torment. So how do we approach this? How do we hear the Holy Spirit truly, truly hear the Holy Spirit? We hear him, number one, by the word. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So if you want a word from God, first and foremost, you need to open your Bible. If you're serious about hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be serious about getting into the word. Don't tell me you're wanting God to speak. Don't tell me you can't hear his voice if you're not in the word. That is the foundation. That's the first and foremost. Now, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Word. Now, here's what happens. This is so powerful. Here's what happens. The Word goes forth as a foundation. And as you interact with the Word, as you receive the Word, what then begins to happen is you have the second way the Holy Spirit speaks. Number two is wisdom. So the first is the most important and the most accurate. That's the Word. The second is not as accurate, not as important, but it's the next in line. That is wisdom. You asked me about the guidance for this ministry. You know, the Holy Spirit didn't whisper to my heart. The heavens didn't open. God didn't lean down and say, hey, start a YouTube channel. He didn't, he didn't whisper. Here's the name of the ministry. Here, here's here's what here's what the the graphic designs will look like. That doesn't happen. He didn't even say as much as here's who to hire. Here's who to bring on your team. It doesn't work that way. That part is wisdom. Wisdom. That's the Holy Spirit navigating through you. There's just this sense where you sense almost like this inner pool. You you look at the situation and and you. You're helped in navigating it. Though the Holy Spirit doesn't speak specifics all the time, He'll actually navigate you through certain circumstances to where somehow, some way, there's a check in your spirit and you know by wisdom of the Spirit that that relationship you're in just isn't right. You know by wisdom of the Spirit that that business partnership just isn't right. You know by wisdom of the Spirit that a certain circumstance you're in or a certain way you're approaching something just isn't right. That's the wisdom of the Spirit. The wisdom of the Spirit we've seen guide our ministry in the technologies we use, in the platforms we've chosen, in the strategies we've implemented, in the personnel we've hired, in the places that we visit to go and do ministry. That is the wisdom of the Spirit. James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not 
rebuke you for asking. After the word, this is the most reliable means by which God speaks. Think of Solomon. How God gave him the Proverbs. How God gave him wisdom to rule a people. And how God gave him wisdom to acquire wealth. It's just this, this, this certain way of being guided. Now, if you're not in the word... If you don't have the word in your life, you will not have access to wisdom. So again, it comes back to the word. I build it on the word. I'm in the word daily. I consume the word. I'm in the word. After that, then it's wisdom. After wisdom, the word, wisdom, after those two, then it's the whisper. And the whisper is not as accurate as the word. It's not as accurate as wisdom, nor is it as important as the word, nor is it as important as wisdom, but it's still an important component to have. You see, I could read in the word that I need to live holy, that I need to evangelize, attend church, use my gifts, love my neighbor, forgive those who've wronged me. I can go on a whole list of things I know I'm supposed to do from the word. How I apply that is found in wisdom, but I can't read chapter and verse necessarily what job I should take, what school I should go to, what classes I should choose, where I should live, what I should do in those specific things. And if you will ask him, he will guide you. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because remember, I talked the little spirit speaks specifically to our hearts. What I am saying is we are so easily deceived by our own emotions and thoughts. I'll give you an example. I used to read the word at like three in the mornings when I was like 15, right? Now it's like two in the morning. You know, Justin, better schedule. And I'd read the word and I'd read a chapter. I go, oh, wow, I received. And I would close it. I go, oh, no, no, no. One more chapter, one more chapter. And I'd read second chapter, third chapter, fourth chapter. I would get up, I kid you not, 50 to 60 chapters and still feel guilty for not having read enough of the word. I would go and evangelize at schools, on school grounds. And I would stay there, evangelize this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. And if I was out there for four hours, I would still feel guilty that I had to go home and keep my other commitments. Why? Because we think sometimes the Spirit is speaking when he is not. How do you know? How do you know? Well, it starts with the word. You follow the word, God will give you wisdom. If God gives you wisdom and you obey that wisdom, God will start speaking to you through the whisper. Because what happens is if you try to hear the whisper without the word or wisdom, you start doing weird things. There was a lady, and I think Isaiah Lopez is watching. Isaiah was with me in Northern California years ago we went to a church and I kid you not I'm trying to preach and minister this lady gets this giant blanket and she throws it up in the air and twirls it and then she curls up into a ball in real dramatic fashion and it falls over and just drapes her and she stood there for like 45 minutes I'm thinking she's got to be like sweating under there or something because and I'm like can somebody check on this lady now let's be honest she was a distraction but in her mind, I had to do it. I had to obey the Lord. God spoke to me. I've ministered at several churches, several ministries. 
And sometimes the pastor will ask me, hey, can we keep it to 30 minutes, 45 minutes? Here, you guys give me a lot of liberty, but in some places, they're like, we got to keep the schedule moving. Now, as an immature Christian, as an immature preacher, who are they to limit the Holy Spirit? That's ego. It's pride. Who are they to limit the Holy Spirit? I'm going to go as long, and I wouldn't get invited back. Well, I don't want to get invited where they're not going to let the Holy Spirit move. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. How do I know God didn't speak to them about the structure of that service? See, and so, so that's arrogance, right? But I think I'm hearing the Spirit. I think it's the Holy Ghost speaking in my heart. And I'm convinced of it. Why? Because it came into my head. And it sounds good. So I'm going to do it. Arrogance. Pride. And, and we become fixated on all these little things that we do. And it, again, it, it, if you read of the great generals of the faith, of revivals past, you read how absolutely insane they were driven because every little thing they thought it could be God, so I have to do it. There was a woman who woke up at 747, that's what her clock said, and she thought God was telling her to take a Boeing 747 to another nation and become a missionary there. Now, maybe God had called her to be a missionary, but to base your entire life on the fact that you saw 747 on a clock when you woke up is foolishness. We get these things in our head, guys, and the problem is we often, even so, try to spiritualize our stubbornness. We don't, well, it's not my opinion. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and you begin to confuse your own emotions, your own thoughts, your own whims, even though they are good sometimes, and you obsess about them like they're the Holy Spirit, that's how you enter into religion and superstition, and that's how you lose your peace of mind. You want to truly follow after what the Holy Spirit is doing, it starts with the Word. And then it's wisdom. Wisdom will guide. And then it's the whisper. That's how the Holy Spirit speaks. Now, not only... Do these change in reliability and importance, but they also change in frequency. Daily word, daily wisdom, not always daily whisper. Look at the scripture. Look at the prophets. They would record in their books every few years. Why? Because God would come one year, give them a wisdom for that, a, a whisper for that year, go, they'd live off of that. Because if you're not going to obey step number one, God's not going to give you step two and three. See, we, we, want, we, want, we want that supernatural expression of it when we can't even be trusted with the natural expression of it. And that is how you spiral into religious thinking. I know this is a bit of a different teaching here not necessarily topical, but these are specific things in the spirit that you have to be equipped with because I'll tell you how it affects your life. Because then you take your, your political preferences and you think God is backing your politics, your philosophy, your way of seeing the world instead of accepting the way he sees the world. You begin to take this approach to life. And if you become offended with your brother or sister, why well, it couldn't possibly be that you were in the flesh. It surely must be that they are in the flesh. And the Holy Spirit supposedly tells you so. If we want to be mature people, 
who hear the Holy Spirit, we must be able to set aside our whims, our emotions, and our preferences. Not just hearing what we wish God said, but hearing what He's actually saying. Finally, number four, the way God speaks. So number one is the Word. Number two is wisdom. Number three is the whisper. And number four is wonders. Now here is how God speaks through prophets, through visions, through dreams, through miracles, through instances like this. Here's the problem. Some people seek prophets, seek the signs, seek the miracles, seek the wonders while neglecting the word. So anyone who claims to be prophetic can tell you anything. And because you lack a foundation, you commit your whole life to what they say. I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, Brother David, somebody prophesied over me 10 years ago and it still hasn't come to pass. And I'm wondering, what did I do wrong? How did I get tormented for like years and years and years? Why? Because they were, they were looking for their foundation in a wonder when God wanted them to find it in the Word. We get all mixed up this way. Everything starts to become chaotic in our lives when we don't have this in proper order. And the reason I'm saying this now is because I don't want you to reach church. I don't want you to be swayed by every little thing that comes your way. Even when there are wonders involved, you say, well, I'm going to go follow the signs. Well, if you were in the word, you wouldn't have to follow signs because signs would follow you. If you were in the Word, you wouldn't have to go seeking every prophetic thing that was around because you would hear from God for your life for yourself. Now, of course we need prophets. Of course we need prophecy. Of course we need dreams and visions. But if that's what you're basing your life on, you're going to be chasing experience rather than being grounded in your faith. I don't look for fillings to validate what I should know and believe by faith. I don't look for fillings to tell me something that I should already know by faith. So... The Word, first and foremost, get in the Word. Number two, follow wisdom. Number three, then follow the whisper of the Spirit. And please, don't torment yourself by giving yourself little errands, little tasks, little things that you tell yourself are the Holy Spirit and are not. That is how you lose your mind. And I'm just trying, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm trying to show you how to ground yourself. Because what begins to happen is that brings... A, a, a real strangeness about you that's not spirit strangeness, it's flesh strangeness. You guys hear what I'm saying there? I know that I know that sounds harsh, but it's true. Some people are just really weird. And they're weird because they're not grounded. Not because they're spiritual. They think their weirdness is grounded at, oh, I'm so spiritual, I'm weird. Not really. That's the flesh. You can be a real person still, and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But it begins in the Word. And then you follow after wisdom. Then, if He can trust you with the Word, if He can trust you to follow after the ways of wisdom, then you come to the place where you're going to need that whisper. See, God gives you the basics, everything you need to know in the Word. And then from there, the guidance for your life, decision-making, that comes to wisdom. Wisdom that you gained from the Word. And then when those two things aren't applicable for very specific situations, even messages he wants you to deliver to another believer, then the whisper comes. And once the whisper's there, 
That is the guidance into the specifics. After that, God will use wonders, prophecy, dreams, visions, people speaking over your life. But if you're not grounded in the word first, then those things can take you off track. Are you receiving this tonight, church? I was. I, this is the word the Holy Spirit had me bring tonight. I was going to teach this, and now I want to pray. I wanted to shorten that up a little bit. But I really sense that we need to be grounded here. Really need to be grounded. Expect, guys, listen to me. Again, not trying to scare you. I want to prepare you. You think COVID was crazy? It's the beginning of birth pains. That's the beginning, guys. <laughs> That's, you're going to look back and go, remember the good old COVID days? I'm serious. You, you watch it how things are going in the world. Not, and, and, and break out of the American mentality. I'm talking about the world right now. The world as a whole. There's a shift. But we know the darker it gets out there, the brighter the church shines. But if you want to continue to shine, you want to continue to stay plugged in, you've got to know how to hear God. If you're carried away by every whim, every voice. Guys, not every voice that claims to be from God is from God. They are very, very convincing. Very, very, very convincing. I've seen it, guys. Be very, very, very careful. I really sense that strong word right now. Be very, very, very careful. The scripture declares, in the last days, false prophets will arise. Be very careful. Anyone who is not pointing you to Jesus, that's dangerous. Anyone who tries to pull you from fellowship of the local church, telling you they're your answer, not your pastor. You're in danger. You hear another minister criticizing pastors and preachers. Your pastor's not this. Your pastor doesn't have power. Like, run the other way. You're hearing this from someone who believes in power, who believes in casting out devils, healing the sick, who believes in the prosperity of God's church, who believes in prophecy. You're not hearing this from some Facebook theologian who believes God went to sleep. I'm telling you, stay grounded. Anything that pulls you into isolation, pulls you from the fellowship of believers, pulls you from the basics of the faith, pulls you from being satisfied in the presence of Jesus, that's dangerous. And you need to learn to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. It begins, I'll say it again, with the word. And from there, it's wisdom. Then the whisper. Then the wonders. If you reverse it, you base your whole life on, oh, the Holy Spirit said this, and then this, and then this. You're going you're to lose your mind. I'm just, I'm telling you, I've studied revival histories. And I used to say, oh, I want that, Lord. Every little thing you whisper. And I realized, no, that was their flesh. And they lost their minds because of it. It's the word, guys. It's the word. I do sense a strong anointing here. Could you just lift your hands and just begin to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, please? Say, Holy Spirit, guide me. Now, I want you right now to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost because, because the Holy Spirit wants to strengthen you. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. God, help us. 
to not be bound in religion that says you no longer speak. And help us not to be bound by superstition that causes us to mistake every whim and thought for your voice. Help us to be grounded in the Word. In the Word, Lord. In wisdom that you give. Let us clearly hear the whispers of the Spirit when you're speaking. And let us not neglect or despise the wonders that you bring our way. Help us to be grounded, Lord. Help us to be grounded. In the name of Jesus. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.